welcome to Rework, a podcast by Basecamp about the better way to work and run your business. I'm Sean Hildner. And I'm Waylon Wong. This is another installment in our Going Remote series of bonus episodes. Folks from Basecamp have been doing live-streamed Q&As about different aspects of working remotely. Today's episode is about working, or at least trying to work, with kids who are also home all day. I happen to be on this one, and my daughter sat on my lap for part of the live stream. You'll hear some other Basecamp kids popping in, too. We've collected a ton of resources around remote working, including the full videos of these going remote live streams. Head over to Basecamp.com slash remote hyphen resources and check it out. That's Basecamp.com slash remote hyphen resources. Now here's Basecamp's head of marketing, Andy DiDarossi, to kick things off with the Working Parent Q&A. Uh, Y'all want to go around and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Kristen. Um, I work in support at Basecamp. I've been here for a long time. I am a new parent. I have a seven-month-old, and I'm only back at work. It's my third month, I think, back at work after parental leave. So it's pretty wild. All right. I am John. Uh, I am on the ops team here at Basecamp. I have with me Ava, our oldest child, who is 11. I have Nora with me. Um, she is 10. And uh, upstairs is our four other kids. They are seven, five, three, and less than one. <laughs> Good job, John. Remember <laughs> all their ages and all their names. So. I was just saying that's impressive that you can remember them all. That's good. I'm Andrea. Um, I have two kids. Ellie is seven and a half in first grade, and Abby is two and a half. My name is Waylon Wong. I am co-producing and co-host the Rework Podcast, and I have a seven-year-old first grader named Phoenix. <laughs> hey, I'm Connor, and uh, this is my youngest, Maeve, who's just having a meltdown. <laughs> but um, we're, we're thriving now, and I've got uh, four kids at home, 10, 9, 5, and 3. And we homeschool for the last couple of years, so a lot of things aren't as different for us as they are for some, but uh, the added stress and such of the virus stuff has made it not exactly calm either around our house, so... So you've, you've been homeschooling for a while then, so this is not super different. Um, for parents who are newly homeschooled, like, what tricks do you have? Do you have anything that you've learned in those years of doing it that you might share? Uh, well, you know, I wish I could have useful advice. However, I don't actually personally do much of the homeschooling. <laughs> My wife, Katie, does almost all of it. I do the occasional math lesson here and there. Um, but, I mean, the kinds of things that are generally useful are like having a door on the place where you're trying to work, um, closing it when you don't want people to come in and having those kind of signals, stuff like that. Be kind to yourself mostly. I think too, people that are just jumping into it, like it's totally different than us that have homeschooled for a long period of time too. We have, we have time to plan every our years out and our time out and everybody else has kind of been thrown into this and maybe get some direction from teachers and that sort of thing, but it's certainly not normal right now for anybody. Yeah, totally. Like we, you know, have months to plan curriculum and decide on things. And uh, it took at least a year to feel like we were decent at the whole homeschool thing in the first place. So it's like you got to you got to be kind to yourself. It's a big transition. Yeah, for sure. So we actually got a question in from the public. And if everyone would like to respond to this and how you handle it, 
Yannick asks, if you're home alone with kids under three for most of the day, how do you manage to get work done while they're craving your attention and not sleepy? You don't. (laughs) (laughs) So this this happened to me recently. Our our nanny was sick. So before we were self-isolating, my husband is a cook at a restaurant and the restaurant is now closed. And so he's home all the time and able to help with our seven-month-old. But when he was still working, our nanny was sick last minute, like really early into me coming back from work. And when the baby was awake, I wasn't working. And when the baby was sleeping, I would wear them and and work as much as I could. But I was really honest with the team about what was going on. I didn't pretend to work. I don't think people should pretend to work. And I don't think people should try to work while doing childcare. Both of those things are full-time jobs. And you're doing a shitty job on both <laughs> if you're trying to work and take care of your children. I know that doesn't really answer your question, but that's my that's my answer. No, I think I think that's totally accurate because um, a lot of companies just assume that you're gonna just like push through, right? And I think a lot of what makes our remote culture successful is a, a little more empathy about that, and that seems to be a lot of things that we have. Um, Andrea, like from your perspective as the people ops person, you know how. How do you see the the employer side of the like people with young, young, young children? You know, how does that work? I mean, I think empathy is really at the heart of it. If people give us in normal times are giving us their best work and supporting base camp as an employee, this is like the opportunity for the employers to now turn around and return the favor and say, you've been working hard for us for so long. We're going to give you the time and the space to handle this extremely weird situation. And like personally, from a people ops perspective, this has been really hard for me because a lot of my job is supporting the employees at base camp. But it's really hard to do that when you're when you yourself personally are having a hard time dealing with just, you know, with the kids at home, with just the climate in general. I think from like an HR perspective, recognizing that you might not have the capacity to do that right now, um, or at least not as much as you normally would. Uh, and again, just allowing, showing yourself some kindness as well. Yeah. So on our support one, they talked about grace and space, right? That was mm. uh, the tool that support uses um, whenever we get sort of a grumpy person is that normally it's not about base camp. It's about something that's going on in that person's life. Same thing maybe applies. Um, does anybody else want to weigh in on, on some strategies or tips or maybe just open challenges you've had with uh, working while you have children at home? I think for the kids under three, I have a two and a half year old. And so I've just had to get really good at prioritizing. Um, like sometimes there's stuff that needs to get done. Like one thing, if I can do one thing in a day and like identify what that one thing is that has to get done, that's reasonable. But to think that I'm going to accomplish the same amount of work with a two and a half year old at home is like, that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. So it's just really being um, like setting the intention at the beginning of every day and then forgiving myself if I if I can't get quite get there yeah and pawning her off on the older kid too <laughs> that's a totally legit strategy <laughs> go your older sister's gonna play with you yeah we, oh, we, yeah. we did a good amount of that <laughs> I also find like um waking up early and doing some work before anyone's awake uh can be a way that I can feel like I at least was able to accomplish an hour of super focused time before Everybody else was up. It's not always easy to wake up, but that's one thing that I've done and to try to get some stuff done because I know that I won't be able to get much work done when I've got, uh, you know, something else going on with my kids. 
One thing that I've done too is kind of be selective uh, about the tasks I work on. And like some things I can work on and be distracted. And there's other things that I, you know, need a lot of focus on that I can save for another time when I know that I'll have the mental resources to be able to, to work through those things. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, on a super practical level. So my husband has always worked from home. He's a writer. And um, the way and like we are like very like structure people. We really like structure, um, which made like spring break really hard. Um, but uh, now that we're back on kind of like a school schedule um, with like materials that um, our daughter's classroom teacher sends us, basically we split up the day like we started at eight and um, my husband is on from eight until one. And then I just kind of like stop whatever I'm doing at 1 p.m. And then like I'm on from like one to six. So it's just like a very kind of like blunt way to chop up the day. And like to John's point, anything that requires like focus work, like if I'm editing audio, if I'm doing an interview with someone, that all is saved for that's like squashed into the morning hours as much as possible. Then in the afternoon, that is like time I can like catch up on emails and like take care of like smaller tasks that can be like chopped up into like five to 15 minute segments of time that I get in between things. And like my husband needs like three to four hours of completely uninterrupted focus time to get what he needs to get done. Um, and he's on like a deadline for like a big hairy book project. So I'm very like cognizant of protecting his time as well. And he's good at protecting my time in the morning. And that's just kind of how we split it up. Yeah. It's basically matching your attention span with your kids' attention span. <laughs> Do um do we have also Plato? Oh yeah, Plato choice. We just we just got some new Plato this week for this exact purpose, and you know it's a magical relief when things are going crazy. We just get out have something special, you know, that we pull out for these moments where you really are feeling like, okay, I need some time, and that's when we pull out the special Play Doh or the special whatever. Like it's it it works, you know. We do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody have that toy with the the rock that you smash open with this with the fossil inside? I've seen everybody's been buying those lately. Sounds cool. Yeah. Our uh, daycare teacher sent us a time waster activity, which is like you freeze a bunch of toys in ice and then just give the kid some salt and like a scraper, and it just takes like. Half an hour. You're giving away all the secrets to the children who are here. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of the kids that are here want to share their perspective? I mean, how is it when your parents are, you know, working at home? Like, do you have anything that you want to add? I'm usually the one who's watching the kids while he works. She is. Ava is very helpful whenever I'm working and Marie's teaching one of the other kids or something like that. Ava's always... Ava and Nora both are helpers, really, because they're the oldest and they take the lion's share of the kid responsibility, that's for sure. What are some uh, tools that you use to keep the smaller kids busy? Like, what are some of your favorite activities you like to do together? Uh, the TV. That's like <laughs> 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 for a couple hours. Classic. Do any of you use like a sign on the door? Um, do you have like set hours? Like what? I've seen some of these tools on on Reddit and stuff, but what are some like practical things that you all use? I just tell my husband what's going on. I mean, I don't have to tell the children, but I just say, hey, I have these meetings today. Mm. You can interrupt these if you need to. These meetings, probably too sensitive for an interruption, but like obviously there's an emergency, always interrupt. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, we talk about that every day and before the meetings, I remind him. And I've had meetings get interrupted and be like, oh, I got to call you back. I need to go breastfeed. This is, you know, a meltdown is happening. And everybody's really understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's in the same boat right now. I was on like a very stuffy conference call the other day and Ellie and Abby freaked out. There was screaming and everyone could hear it. And I was like embarrassed and apologized profusely. And everyone kind of laughed and said, we're all in the same boat right now. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a nice, it's a nice experience. We don't have the space. We live in an apartment in Chicago that doesn't have a lot of, it's very open concept and there's very few doors. So we just have to like make it, we've just been trying to make it work. We're we're not the best at structure like Wayland's family. It's very much like going over the schedule at the beginning of the day and what can't be interrupted, the few things that cannot be interrupted um, and everything else is kind of, and my husband's the same way. He's working from home now too, which is new. He's never worked from home before. So it's just kind of a recap at the beginning of the day, every day, this is what our loose schedule looks like. And can you take the kids during this call? And okay, I'm going to take the kids in the other room during this call. I'm just being as flexible as we can. Mm-hmm. In, in previous places that you worked, let's say your your workplace isn't as empathetic to the needs of childcare at home. Like what are some tools as a, as an employee you can use? I mean, we've all had, you know, jobs before this, you know, perhaps with children, like what if you're at like, a, if you have a less empathetic manager, like what, I guess aside from just saying like, Hey, I need this space. What if, what tools have you used before to get yourself that space that you need? You know, cause I, I imagine some people watching this are maybe working for companies that aren't as flexible. Um, well, my husband currently works for a company that's not, um, they're being great now, but mm-hmm. this is a new thing for them. Like they're mm-hmm. getting used to how remote work is, is working for them. So it's, it's like, I think Connor said, closing the door is a big one. Like just having the sign that this is uninterrupted work time and then opening the door again when it's okay to come in and not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a temporary thing. Yeah. It it seems like another, another reason to have fewer meetings and more write-ups and, uh, you know, asynchronous working is that every time you have a, uh, an impermeable thing on your schedule, it's like another thing you need to work around with childcare, you know? Whereas we, we don't really think about how much time that occupies in people's world when we set that meeting for eight people, you know, on a shared calendar, but it just ripples throughout because now spouses are telling their, you know, partners that they have a, a block. And if, if it's not a super important meeting, that sucks because all that energy is just wasted. <laughs> you know, that's another thing against meetings. I was going to say that I think like one big tip I can give is like, Be easy on yourself when it comes to screen time. Like now is not the time to be really neurotic about like screen time and what it does to kids' brains. Like if TV is like the thing that is going to like help keep your child like entertained and buy you that like 15, 30 minutes, however much time you need to get something done that is like some like immovable thing in your schedule or like that meeting with your boss where you know your boss is not going to be understanding about interruptions or rescheduling or canceling the meeting or whatever. It's like, it's fine. Like you just like, we're all in survival mode. So you just like do what you need to do. And like, it's just just like, again, like now is not the time to like stress out about mm-hmm. screen time. And there's actually like a lot of interesting stuff for kids to watch now. And uh, you're going to, oh, it's like, she's going to go. <laughs> um, so like, we really like um, like art for kids hub, which is like um, a drawing show. And there's like tons of back content there. Like then she's like doing something like slightly interactive, but even if it's not interactive, it's like, who cares? Who cares? Like, you know, we have Disney plus on, I feel like six hours a day. <laughs> 
there's also a lot of neat resources that have just came out now too with, with uh, like Mo Willems doing the the art classes and so LeVar Burton is doing you know reading time and that sort of thing which is really neat that these things are are happening to help people out yeah we also one thing we've done that's just really helped our whole family have sanity is um just going for a scheduled long walk slash scooter ride whatever um every single day rain or shine it's happening it's just been a nice thing for everyone to look forward to i think it's just you know good for the soul to get outside for a bit and uh, have some space away from each other, I think, as well. So that's been something that's not doesn't directly impact your work life, maybe, but it, I think overall kind of helps change the tone around the house uh, for us, at least. Yeah. Does anybody schedule like blocks to you know to maybe shove off for a minute, go for a walk, like depressurize? Like do you, I, I sometimes put some of those on my calendar. I don't know if anyone else does, or if you just do it when you feel like it, you know. Usually a few times a week, I try to get out for a, uh, a bike ride, like at lunchtime, uh, get some fresh air, and then both clear your head from work and from home life, and it's always good. And usually, for me anyway, it's like at lunchtime works the best because I'm not really taking necessarily taking away from like family time, I guess, because a lot of times I eat lunch at my desk anyway, so it's probably a healthy habit to step away for a while, so... I have a standing therapy appointment. I mean, I've always had it, but now it's like, I think even more important just to keep it and like keep that as like a sacrosanct time in the week because, you know, it's like kids like mirror your emotions and like kids are like very good emotional radars. They pick up on how you're feeling and they mirror it back to you. So it's like, I can really feel the difference like in our household, but I'm like short on patience or just like not feeling my best like that comes out immediately um, mm-hmm. in the way that I parent and the way that I speak to my child who left now so I can like be more honest about this stuff. Um, and so I think like having that like mental health time is like more important than ever because otherwise it's like as everything is going to fall apart. Like I'm not going to have the bandwidth to like be a patient patient spouse and parent if I don't have that time. So that's not like outside time. I'm like not good at exercising or getting outdoors, but I am very good at like now sitting at my computer and talking about my feelings once a week. (laughs) (laughs) On a similar like mental health thing, something we started doing yesterday on our outside walk time is we just do a primal scream collectively to just like, it's like, and it's actually feels so good. We're just like, okay, like we're going to count to three. Everyone just like scream for all your worth. We're just like walking down the alley by our house and we just all just let it out. And it felt so good. So we actually, we're going to, we're going to like, our plans to keep doing that every day. We just have like a scream time where everyone just like lets all that out. And then also just like, maybe when things are feeling a little crazy to just be like, Hey, let's just, get it out and do a little scream, everyone. And just like, it feels good sometimes to just go back to that urge inside you, just let it out. So that's something I think is another one that we've found helpful. That's an awesome idea. That's amazing. (laughs) I hope that catches on, you know, like it's good, good 8am primal scream. (laughs) Yes. Uh, One question we got from Twitch. Um, one issue I'm having at home is my spouse is not working right now and watching our kid full time. And I feel like there's some frustration directed towards me since I get to focus on work for some time while they're doing childcare all day, any advice for navigating those feelings? Pretty heavy. But um, what do you think? I mean, I can just say that, you know, it's more than one time we've talked about and our, my wife and I talked about like the, just the challenge of 
how it feels like my life is just like normal. I get to kind of generally carry on with things as they are. Meanwhile, she kind of has this whole other factor piled onto her lap um, because she does not work outside the home. She's, she was homeschooling before, but she, our kids would go to like, you know, a, a community thing twice a week for probably half the day. They would go play with friends on a regular basis. My wife would go hang out with her friends on a regular basis. There's like so many things that are just different that we don't have the ability to do now. And whereas me, like I used to just kind of work my whole day and then I would hang out with my family the rest of the time. And like, I've lost some things, but for the most part, like a lot of my life is a lot more normal right now than, than hers is. And it's like frustrating. It's just straight up. It is. And I think it's really valuable that whoever that Zelda CM is like acknowledging and identifying this. And I think it's helpful to acknowledge and say, yeah, this is different for the two of us. And, um, you know, once you've acknowledged it, you can start being sympathetic. And like, so I just uh, sent my message, uh, a message to my, my small team. I work with two other people on a super regular basis here at base camp. And this morning I let them know that like, I'm not going to start work until nine and I'm going to end at three for the next while. I don't know how long, but that's what I'm trying out this week because what we found is that like by three o'clock, like someone's going to die around here unless we have a relief, you know? So like it's worse, it's less hours. I'm, and I've been working early in the morning and then like chopping my day up super throughout the day. And I realized like, what, what happens there is I felt like I was working basically 12 hours a day with a bunch of little breaks in between and it sucked for everybody. Like I was stressed out. My wife felt like I wasn't actually really ever there to help with things. And I was still ending the day at like five something, which was two hours at least too late. So like I'm adjusting my schedule this week to try something different where like I've got a focused block of time in the morning that I can spend on some family stuff. We have a nice good breakfast together and enjoy some time together. Then I'll go to work and planning on calling it by three o'clock at the latest, honestly, and saying, Hey, now's my time. And then I'll probably take off with the kids for a walk or do something that occupies them and give her a break because she's had this kind of banana situation to deal with all day long with four kids. And it's just too much, you know? So that's kind of one thing that we're doing. I don't know if any of that's helpful, but. That's yeah. similar to our situation. My husband is suddenly taking care of a seven month old and has no place to go. They go on walks and that's it. And my husband is high risk. So he can't do any of the other errands that we might have to run. Like that's, he, he said last week that he just wants to go to a store and buy an item. <laughs> and I think we all feel that way. Like it doesn't even matter what the thing is. It's just like go do something that's not walking around the block. We talk about this almost every single day, I think, this type of frustration. Like I get to use a certain part of my brain that maybe he doesn't get to use very often because he's with the seven-month-old all day. And we are incredibly privileged to have this scenario in our family, but it does create some frustration. So, you know, for us, what's possible because we only have one child is I go to bed pretty early with the baby and my husband stays up and plays video games with his friends for a while. And he does stuff like that to connect with other people and not be in baby mode the whole time. Um, I don't know if that's possible for you, Zeltzium, but giving your partner space to be alone and to think about things beyond childcare is essential for keeping a, a stable mind. Um, I like this one. What morning habits can be done to keep yourself aligned? Like what kind of regular things do you do during your Buddha parent stuff or not parent stuff, just individual stuff? 
I sneak away really early and I go downstairs and make tea and have breakfast and write for five minutes, at least it's a minimum of five minutes. And then everybody else comes downstairs and we hang out for half an hour and then I start work. Yeah. Around here, I get up at like five 30 or so. So I still got like a couple hours before anybody else is really up. And I use that time to do some scripture study and I work out and then people are waking up and spend time making breakfast for everyone and spend some time as a family doing so like a kind of scripture study routine that we like to do together as a, as a family too, and discuss what we're learning, which is nice. And then um, this morning we played tag for five minutes and then I went to work. So it was kind of a nice to have a little bit of fun, get out some energy and then carry on. I feel like too, um, one of the best ways to keep yourself aligned in the morning is to kind of prepare things before you go to bed, not leave yourself a mess to try and clean up before you go to work. And and also just getting a good night's sleep. That's pretty important here. Also, It's really tough with small kids, but you know, sleeping well is, is definitely important to start your day. Right. I have to remind myself to, to take care of myself too. It's so easy to just like go into mom mode and be like, okay, I got to get the kids up, get the kids dressed, get them fed, get them ready, ready for the day. But it's like, just to, take half an hour for yourself. Like I just get up and drink my coffee and sit at the table and drink coffee and maybe like read some uh, entertainment website or something like that. Something that's like super low stress and then deal with the kids. I actually get up last in my family. I just like, uh, if I'm not up by 7.30, my husband comes and wakes me up. But otherwise it's like our kid gets up when she gets up and then it's like Disney plus in the morning, just like, just right downstairs, Disney plus. And then um, what I found helpful in the morning was the night before I leave my phone plugged in downstairs. Now we have like two levels, not everyone has two levels, but I found that it was actually not enough the night before to leave my phone plugged in in the other room. It like literally needed to be downstairs to disincentivize me from like going and just like sitting on it before bed and like doom surfing and getting myself all like worked up into like an anxious ball. And so I leave it like downstairs. And then I try to like each morning, it's like a challenge. Like how long can I leave my phone alone? Like after I wake up, you know, it's like, can I make it all the way through like my shower without checking Twitter if I'm showering? Um, (laughs) Like, you know, can I make it all the way until like, I've like had my cup of coffee, you know, so I think it's like um, not firing up the dread machine so early has been very helpful to me. Yeah, I I turned off my phone um, probably like six hours yesterday and it was swell, you know, no news, no nothing, just just Netflix. So I appreciate everybody being on the stream today. Thank you for taking the time out. Thank you. Rework is produced by Waylon Wong and me, Sean Hildner. Music for the show is by Clipart. You can find full videos for our going remote sessions at basecamp.com slash remote hyphen resources. Again, that's basecamp.com slash remote hyphen resources, or you'll find some other neat guides as well. I will provide this link in the show notes for this episode at rework.fm. You can follow Basecamp on Twitter at Basecamp to find out when new live stream Q&As are happening. And we are on Twitter at Rework Podcast. If you have a question about working remotely, tweet at us or send an email to hello at rework.fm.